let's freaking go. The season is here. And if you're a college football fan, you're already really excited. But if you're an NFL fan, you are having the same amount of excitement. What we want to do is in the comment section down below or wherever you might be listening to this right now, what is your strategy? Are you just looking at current players? Are you looking at former players? Are you looking at quarterbacks a little bit later in their career but have really good Hall of Fame chances? And Andy, we're going to talk about a little bit of everything today. But first thing before we get into it, man, this football card market, baby, it's the selling season, baby. Everything's hot. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> yep, everything is is very hot right now, very liquid. Uh, of course, you know, prices are fluctuating a lot from the preseason. All those performances is about to be calibrated once we see actual NFL performance. The next game that is played is going to be for real. So people are making their their, their final bets, their final positions on certain players. And I'm seeing more and more reaches like that. Reaches on defensive players, reaches on skill position guys, reaches on quarterbacks, even base cards from Chronicles, PSA 10. You, you just never know like where you're going to see a, a, a person reach on a card at. So that's why I tell everybody that they want to sell their cards and they're like, should I hold this card? Should I, what should I do? And I'm like, go ahead and get it listed and I'll buy it now, right now. Like buy it now, right now, maybe list it for 10, 20% higher than what you see out there and try and capitalize on some of that um, impulsive buying behavior that we're seeing right now. So this episode is going to be a little bit different because normally for those that don't see the behind the scenes, we talk for about like 15, 20 minutes and we put outtakes at the end. One of the more mind-blowing things we have ever seen in terms of pop reports just happened. And if you are a fan of 2021 and you're a fan of PSA and you're a fan of all this pop report data, strap in. It's going to be crazy. Also, a little bit later, the biggest mistake I made uh in quite some time as far as selling cards are concerned but um we're gonna get to all of that today now andy right off the jump here we have put together some charts for our youtube audience we'll also uh talk about it obviously for those listening via a podcast platform and what we want to do right now is chat about quarterbacks right quarterbacks that may have just retired that are obviously in the upper echelon quarterbacks that are early in their careers and quarterbacks that are you know in between including a guy like matt ryan and russell wilson so andy let's share that data baby let's go yeah absolutely and i can just start by telling you like look at if you look at the overall graded football card sold data um from ebay right now you can see there was a dip over the weekend in buy it now volume and it was down to 55 whereas the auctions were at 923 very healthy you can see this dip sometimes in buy it now volume because you know over this past weekend was justin herbert playing no joe burrow playing no tua was playing a little bit he did have uh you know he let the cheetah loose down in south florida there for a series and but but otherwise like there are a lot of prime starters in the league weren't playing so there's a lot of speculating on rookies backups this kind of thing and the prices are just keep continuing to climb for these starters so that that's a reduction in buy it now but you can see this is back up week over week buy it now volume in the hundreds for their graded cards on herbert burrow and Tua now now leading the way in that second place uh third place spot right next to jalen hurts very interesting stuff and now we get into the conversations that we have often with our patrons, patreon.com slash football cards. And 
there's always this question, should I just go buy a Drew Brees PSA 10, even though he's not playing? Or should I get someone like a Matt Ryan who kind of sort of is playing and might get a Matthew Stafford bump on a very interesting team? So right now, Andy, you you compiled these PSA 10 base cards, some iconic cards of some of these legends. What are your major takeaways when not only you look at the pop reports of these players, but when you look at the prices of them at this point? Well, it is interesting to see the population change and and what card is the most liquid, is the most desirable for these players throughout the years. Uh, the pop report on Peyton Manning from 1998, his rookie card, his tops rookie card right here is going to be his most liquid card. Uh, throughout the, the past 30 days, this is a card that's had the third most sold transaction. Next to that is the Bowman Best and the Topps Finest. But these are going to be the top three most uh, liquid cards. And on average, the PSA 10 for his tops right here, tops chrome, is going to uh, fetch about $1,000. So that's that's pretty interesting. But the pop report is 536. That's about the same as the Drew Brees 2001 tops. That's the same as the 2008 tops chrome Matt Ryan. The pops on those are right at 500. But then we get to 2009, we talk about Matthew Stafford. And Matthew Stafford's most liquid card next to his base tops, which you can see right here has a pop of 241, right? Uh, the, it's the Bowman Chrome. Over the past 30 days, more people have bought his Bowman Chrome PSA 10 than any other card besides that uh, that base tops PSA 10. This one's got only a pop of 135. And it's a, it's a really nice card, so... Just seeing the the difference in desirability, and then we've got all the way up to ultra modern here with, uh, you know, through the time with Russ, you're looking at his tops Chrome PSA 10 with a population almost 1300. Dak Prism because 2016 2017 Prism rookies come silver out of the box, which is a very unique scenario that's only in football cards and only in 2016 2017, and that <laughs> population is right at 1300. Then you get to 2020. To a tongue of Iloa uh, base PSA 10, a population of 2,500 on his PSA 10, and comparing those values. Uh, so, if you look at this, Carter, and uh, I've got it zoomed in here so you could see that actually the Drew Brees right now is garnering 405, the Peyton Manning 400, the Topps Chrome Matt Ryan PSA 10 143. The 2009 Bowman Chrome Matt Stafford, PSA 10, 320. The 2012 Topps Chrome Russell Wilson, PSA 10, uh, stands in the background. This is important. There's a couple different variations, but that's the most popular one, $295. The 2016 Prism Dak Prescott, PSA 10, 455 And the 2020 Prism Tua base PSA 10, $80. Yeah, so a good rule of thumb if you're just now watching this and all this is just, you know, overwhelming you, obviously pop reports can heavily affect, you know, the price because of how rare the card is. And obviously some cards are harder to get a PSA 10 in than than other variations of those cards. But there's always something true when you're thinking about buying, you know, a 2001 card versus a 2021 card. It's just crazy. It makes you feel old, right? That that's a 20 year difference. Huh? 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 But it, when you look at older cards, a, a general rule of thumb is there's not going to be as many variations of older cards 
And if there are just older cards out there that get sent into PSA uh, to, to get graded, the likelihood of that card jimming is probably low. And 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 when when jimming, I mean PSA ten, right? Jim mint, however you want to say it. Um, so you know, as far as like that Tua card being eighty dollars, well, big reason why is that. There's so many of them, right? It's double the pop count of all the other ones. So whenever you're looking at a chart and you're comparing prices, Andy, it's very important to think of the year, think of the rarity. But let's be honest, if the player is currently playing or not can heavily affect prices. You know, as far as Drew Brees is concerned, it's kind of hard to find a thing that would cause a spike in his cards to go up or just really tank. So obviously it's very unpredictable. And when I look at that chart a little bit longer, it's still kind of crazy to me how affordable Matt Ryan is, right? It's very, very, very fascinating, especially now that he's on a really, really good team. So, you know, I'm high on the Colts this year. I really am. So Matt Ryan seems like a good kind of sort of best of both worlds, something very interesting for a price at, you know, $150. Uh, That's something that, uh, th- that would interest me for sure. Yeah, he's in very much of a Matt Stafford situation this year, you know, where he goes to a new team and they've been close before. They put up some great numbers. They've right. been part of some Hall of Fame wide receiver careers, you know, Calvin Johnson, Julio Jones, but they've never really put the entire thing together a- until last year. Matt Stafford did it. And now it's maybe it's Matt Ryan's time. Maybe it is. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. They've obviously got a great squad there in Indianapolis, uh, but he's a guy that's a lot older. So it's not going to just like people are just like dying to get Matt Ryan's card. There's a very small percentage of the hobby that's like, OK, yeah, I'm going to invest into a serious Matt Ryan card. So you can see these cards will routinely go undervalued in auction only for somebody to pop in and. And every once in a while and overpay like a buy it now transaction right here for one hundred and seventy five where if you would have got this in auction on Monday, August 15th at 8.55 p.m. for 100, you could have turned around and flipped it literally one week later for 175. And so now you can see there's like a a new level there around 170, 150. But here we go again, another one that just ended this this past Friday. You know, uh, he did have a couple series against the Bucs, but it wasn't anything, you know, spectacular, not jumping off the screen or anything. The bigger storyline was Tom Brady was actually out there and then our center got our backup center got hurt now. So, you know, I think that was a bigger storyline. But this this card now going for one hundred and forty three. So I absolutely think there's a lot of potential in Matt Ryan. It's just going to take that playoff push from him to really drive those up to that next. If we want to get up to the 220s, the 250s, the 300s on that card. I think we're really going to need to see him string some wins together here out of the gate or make a playoff push down the stretch. Yeah, and I think part of what hurts Matt Ryan is it's not really a whole lot about him. Like, I mean, he's a nice guy, but he doesn't play really an exciting brand of football. He doesn't have the Aaron Rodgers cannon. Uh, He's just, you know, a dude, right? He's just a regular guy named Matt, but he's obviously put up a lot of big-time numbers, and – What's interesting is all those quarterbacks we have listed outside of Tua um, all had really good second stanzas from their initial team, right? So there's so much that can happen over these later years of your career. Obviously, Peyton won a Super Bowl at his second team. Matt Ryan, will you do the same like Matthew Stafford and Drew Brees? We'll see what happens. So 
all those things are very interesting. Obviously, Russell Wilson in Denver as well. Uh, still can't wait for that hype roll up to the Seattle game. That's just going to be so much fun. So we wanted to share that with you because, Andy, you do get that question a lot as far as, you know, ultra modern versus kind of sort of modern versus guys that are just retired. And then there's a whole different conversation we had about the Johnny Unitas PSA 6 collectors out there Mm. um, and and so on and so on. So obviously really, really fascinating stuff. Um, You know, for me, Andy, as far as looking at select and all the new stuff that's just coming out, it's, it's very, very interesting. There's still some product. (laughs) That's still on the shelves and and yet to be open and yet to be released. It, it, it's a very interesting time right now for football cards. Very interesting time. I think it's unanimous, though, that the 2021 Select design is a lot more uh, aesthetically pleasing. It's yeah. a lot more desirable. I think it looks better. I like what they've done with this year's Select. Um, it still seems that they've kept that production level, the variations, the, the club tier is still in there. You know, but uh, this is going to I think we're seeing some like skill position guys already going undervalued, whereas there's the the front runner quarterback guys that are just like astronomically expensive, even a veteran cards. You know, it's a perfect example. Reminder that to have an open mind around veteran cards as long as the scarcity is there. For example, 2021 select tie dye Tom Brady club level numbered out of 25 going for 500 today in a buy it now transaction or jonathan taylor uh, zebra print phenomenon 100 110 in auction there there's your case hit now if that was a rookie jamar chase we know that's going to go for a, a couple thousand but uh you know any of these elite guys even if it's a veteran card there's your guy terrace marshall from lsu zebra stripe Ooh. but in the um i believe this is the pre this is the gonna be the concourse i think this is this year's concourse variation right here looks really nice it's it's gonna be interesting now with vishka you know getting traded over there um but yeah i i love select it's been my favorite release up to this point right still looking for that jamar chase zebra print just looking at jamar chase prices right now i'm not gonna be able to afford it anyway which is perfectly fine uh select select is very expensive I, it is amazing. Like even Terrace Marshall, who's buried buried in that depth chart, now he's going to have better quarterback play. For that card to go 84, um, it's truly, truly incredible. So I, I've been very interested in how high these prices have actually gone, Andy. Oh, I'm, I'm always fascinated to see how high prices go whenever a new product is released. And there's so much information out on our fingertips. And that sold items button on eBay is like my best friend besides you, yeah. Carter. And, uh, and so I'm constantly looking at sold transactions before I'm ever even considering buying a car just to know what they've recently gone for. And then it's not just looking at sold transactions of that exact card or that exact set. I'm like going and looking at what is another guy that is incredibly hyped up right now that's in an ultra-modern set? For example, take a 2020 Justin Herbert select or a 2020 Joe Burrow select and compare that to the same Trey Lance select that you're looking at. And when you see a Justin Herbert and a Joe Burrow going for less than what the Trey Lance is going for, don't don't buy the Trey Lance at that. Now, of course, if you're just pure, purely collecting, you have the disposable cash, you want to spend it, you want to collect, buy whatever your heart desires. Otherwise, if you're looking at it from an investment perspective and trying to 
make sure you get in with some financial upside, you cannot justify spending or making that purchase at, at a much higher level than what a Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert is at because those guys have actual merit in the NFL backing up their prices. And they've also had that supply level out. Everything has had its, had its time to trickle out on eBay and into the other marketplaces. And it's now got a, a really good like level starting spot, you know, whereas the Trey Lance supply or the Zach Wilson or the Mac Jones, the Trevor Lawrence is so little that the prices are really high. I got a Trey Lance take coming up and I'll save it a little bit later, but I do want to get to hobby tip of the week. And this is where I made a mistake, Andy. I made a big mistake selling off some TJ Watt rookie cards. Okay. And the simple truth here on hobby tip of the week is auctions better, right? Like don't, in your auction, I guess you could say, on a random Saturday night, like I did. And something else that's very interesting, okay? When you do a 99-cent auction, a lot of that auction is going to come down to searchability, right? And what happened is, okay, so the TJ Watt Prism Rookie card that you actually you know, gave me uh, in one of our Saints Buccaneers bets uh, – I was like, okay, let, let me just sell a card, right? And I just did a 99 cent auction and you know, I just let it ride, started on Saturday night at 8 p.m. and it ended this past Saturday night. Especially if it's an auction, make sure the name of the player is spelled correctly. So what happened to me was okay, TJ Watt, it's very easy, TJ Watt, but it's not. It's T dot J dot Watt. Right. And I saw some listings where people spelled it both ways. Right. They do T dot J dot TJ Watt so they can get it. You understand what I'm saying? Make it more searchable. So with like players like DJ Moore, once again, you think that's a special name. Make sure to see if the dots are in that name or not. Maybe that didn't affect me, but I spelled it wrong. Right. He goes T dot J dot Watt. Some people don't do the dots. Right. Maybe that didn't have any effect on it because I didn't end it at the absolute best time an 8 p.m. on a Saturday. It's not the absolute best, best, best time, but it's not the worst time either. And I sold a lot. I sold a silver prism and a mosaic prism. A card, just a silver prism, goes for $19.99 consistently. Mine's went for $3.25. A lot of meat left on that bone right there. Um, and and that might have been it. That might have been might have not been in it. Uh, I would guess there's plenty of TJ Watt uh, collectors enough to buy that card at seven, eight, nine dollars. Anybody should buy that card right there. I mean, it's a really good price for that card. So my hobby tip of the week is to not be like me, okay? Because that was an absolutely ginormous mistake. Yeah, and I think about it critically. So I'm thinking like, okay, TJ Watt is one of the most hyped defensive players, but you had a base card, even though it's from the most desirable set. So it's like his premium, most liquid. You're going to find the most transactions around that base prism silver rookie card from TJ Watt 2017. But he didn't play over the weekend in this game. It's still preseason. And I'm just thinking like he's not a guy. That card on that guy is not one of those auctions right now that people are actively trying to trying to get into 
to think, okay, I got to get into an auction of TJ Watt to potentially get him undervalued compared to the buy it nows because I need to have him, you know, like to try and flip here at the beginning of the season. No, he's that guy that's going to spike that people are going to run to eBay and maybe grab a TJ Watt card when he, you know, he tears up Joe Burrow in week one this year, something like that, you know, it, you know, gets, uh, gets some, a lot of QB pressure, some sacks, you know, potential sack leader this year. He's always in the running for defensive player of the year in the past few years. So, you know, that's, that's when I see the spike happening for TJ Watt. And I think it's a matter of timing. Ultimately, ultimately, I, I think, you know, you should have done, just done a buy it now, just, just a buy yeah, it now with the plain white envelope for 1995. You would have sold it, you know, easily. Easily, because those cars, it does sell. So shout out to the buyer who got a really, really nice deal. And I want to shout him out, right? He hustles, right? If you're a TJ Watt collector, search Watt every day. You never know. Ending soon as you could find yourself a really good deal. Also, uh, one of our viewers, Tom, last week, the tape, right? Don't use scotch tape, right? Now, there's all kinds of different tape when it comes to actually mailing off a card. But – you know, if it's an expensive card, really be careful. Bubble wrap that thing. Make sure it's all safe and secure. Treat it as if it's a card that you would be receiving in the mail and how you would want it to be shipped as well. Um, so, yeah, make sure you do all those things. And don't. And this is just a good rule of thumb. There's plenty of ways to ship a card safely and secure, securely. Never with the actual taping of the card should you use scotch tape under any circumstances, right? Because it's it might not only damage the card, but it also leaves a mark on the top loader. So let's just say you were to do that with like a thicker card. Not everybody has thick card top loaders so they could switch that thing on over in. Now that person might have just wanted that card to stay in that top loader. Well, you got to scratch that thing off, and then it's got a smudge on it now. It could be very frustrating. So never, ever should you use scotch tape when it comes to actually uh, shipping out the card. And Andy's got plenty of resources on how to properly ship out a card. I know we're in selling season. We're telling everybody to schedule and all that stuff. If you have any questions on how to properly ship a card, feel free uh, to message me or Andy. The number one killer of top loaders according to the hobby database is scotch tape mm. number my, one my my uh my hobby tip this week carter is just to network just to be friendly network yeah. respond to people promptly if you can because you don't know where that's going to lead to especially when you got someone's attention right and they're actively trying to buy a card from you and they're sending you a message if you can respond to them promptly in a nice manner and work out something with them there's a chance they could buy more cards from you and, yeah. and this happened to me just last night it's like do you have any more of these i've got i've got this and this and this are you interested in any of these i was able to actually work out some of, of a volume deal with a buyer and consolidate the shipping for him and i sold like four extra cards to him that i probably would have only sold the one if i was just uh nonchalant about it and non-negotiable kind of thing people want to buy from the same people Right. I think one very underrated thing from the hobby is not so much what you buy, but who you buy from. Right. And, you know, we had Bazay on. He gets a lot of credit for, you know, doing breaks and all that stuff. That was a great episode that we did uh, with the guests recently. But how you act makes me want to buy and interact from you again. Um, you know, for me, it goes a long way. 
don't be an a-hole, right? Just don't, right? It's very, very, very important. Um, we could talk about that. We can wax poetic. But the one thing that blew our mind today was this pop report on 2021 Prism, okay? The premier base rookie card for the set, okay? Actually, take that down really quickly, Andy. Take it down real quick. All right. Take it down. Um, what's very interesting, before you know, we get into like different kinds of theories, is understand, and, I, and we're about to show, it, it, some longtime hobbyists are going to be bothered by this, but this just shows you how subjective grading could be, right? Could this just be a statistical anomaly that we're showing you? And maybe just maybe of this card that there's a lot of print errors. It might it might be. There's so many different weird aspects of this hobby. When I started, I could never get over the prism prism thing, right? Well, this is a this is a prism card, but it's not a prism prism. It's not a silver, right? It's going to say prism on the back of the prism. There's so many other things about it. Now, we will show you this. And uh, Andy, this was something that we just saw, and we'll include some of this in outtakes as well. Uh, going to put the graphic on the screen. And uh, this really did cause us to have uh, a jaw-dropping moment. Uh, so Andy, explain uh, to our viewers what we're what they're looking at here. Yeah, so what we're looking at here is the official population reports from PSA on the 2021 base prism of Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Davis Mills, and Jamar Chase. And what you can see here at the top is the grades. This is purely authentic, which you're not going to have any of that because these aren't autographed cards. It's just the base prism. So a grade all the way from 1 to the 10. Over here on the far right, you can see the total amount of cards submitted. So we're just going to zoom into this a little bit. This top one is Trevor Lawrence, and this is where the anomaly pops out to us because you can see here there's 108 total Trevor Lawrence. Whoops. <laughs> don't know where that came from. Uh, <laughs> that was the old photo I used for a video like two years ago, uh, but I don't, I don't know where that came from. Uh, so this was 108. So I'll try and zoom in on this again. All right. So there's 108 Trevor Lawrence 2021 base prism cards submitted, and – only four of them came back at 10. Only four of them, Carter, came back at 10. Whereas you can see, there's 79 Zach Wilson submitted, 27 came back 10s. 135 Trey Lance, 60 10s. 89 Fields, 50 10s. 321 Mac Jones, 186 10s. 20, uh, 31 Davis Mills submitted, 20 of them came back 10s. Over 60%. And then 41 or right at 60%. Oh, 41 Jamar Chase base prism submitted 1710. So what we're noticing here is that there is an absolute, uh, just a freak anomaly on the Trevor Lawrence 2021 base prism PSA 10 gem rate. Now, could it be that the data here is just for some reason not properly entered and maybe there is more, you know, Trevor Lawrence pop out there? Maybe just maybe, but really quickly there have been 35 trevor lawrence base mosaic cards that have been graded and 24 of them tinned okay there's another mosaic variation of the trevor lawrence base 62 of them have been graded 27 have been psa tens um 
base Donruss, a 711 Trevor Lawrence's graded 512 have gotten a PSA 10. So maybe it's not a Trevor Lawrence thing. Maybe it is. Maybe a lot of these cards just aren't tanning for whatever reason. Maybe the, all the Trevor Lawrence's have these print lines or whatever, but this is one of the more interesting pop counts. The first thing, Andy, is I'm kind of shocked that there's not more prism base PSA 10s of these players that are already graded, right? Wasn't the two attack of Iloa pop count at like 2000 for it was. For- yeah. And I think that's a evolution in the hobby of more and more of the, the guys that are super expressing cards to PSA, the flippers in terms of, of buying raw cards or breaking hobby boxes and submitting those raw cards to PSA super express to get the tens back and sell them. I think there's there's fewer of those guys doing that on base cards. So, so natural evolution of the hobby and understanding that with the increased production, more focus is being shifted to more scarce cards, right? And so I, I do think we're seeing a decrease in that, especially with Prism having been released this summer after so much time of these guys already being rookies and this being the offseason and, and this and that, that if – Trevor Lawrence were to go off week one, I guarantee you'd see the population count of of his base prism then shoot up uh, more. I I think like when we saw, we looked at the pop report of Mac Jones, base Donruss, that was a base card. And that was only just a year ago. And he broke out kind of like what, 30, 40% through the season. I don't know. It was uh, like week six or something. And, and, and and then the population report of his PSA 10 based on risk cards went through the roof because there was a lot of guys out there that bought up all the raw ones and super expressed them to PSA to try and get those tens back to flip them. And and, you know, but but there was a limited supply at that time of Mac Jones rookie cards of him in his pro uniform. And that's got the rated rookie logo, whereas it's a different time now where Prism is being released and we're not seeing that performance in the regular season really drive that breakout yet. So we could see these pop reports change drastically over the coming months if any of these guys break out. But I think this is just a product of the offseason yeah. and the expectations. Yeah, PSA services have obviously changed, obviously changed in what they were during the Borough re, uh, release, the 2020 Prism release. And it was released earlier in the calendar as well. So that's obviously you know very interesting. But obviously the big point here is how off these Trevor Lawrence numbers are. Right, more than half of the Davis Mills cards. Obviously, a smaller sample PSA ten, larger sample with Mac Jones one hundred eighty six PSA ten. It's just nuts. Fifty of the eighty nine PSA ten for Justin Fields, and only yeah. four of the one hundred eight Trevor Lawrence cards. That is truly crazy. And all those PSA sevens and eights. I mean, the PSA yeah. seven number is insane right here. That means. And, and when I look at PSA 7, look at how many PSA 7s there are of all the other cards, right? Three none of Mac Jones. Zero. 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 At, zero out of the 321, but there's 47? Wait, are we looking at that right? I think yeah. the numbers are a little bit off. Well, so I snipped this from their website to put it all on one page because there's literally like 3,000 results on the website. So I'd never be able to. But yeah, this is basically 11. It's 11 PSA 7. Okay. Four tens, 42 nines, 47 eights, 11 sevens. But even so, like the Mac Jones, there's 
you know, 186 tens, 114 nines, 17 eights, zero sevens. So just massive difference in the percentage of of tens, nines, and eights. It's almost a 50% rate at which the base prism Trevor Lawrence is getting a eight. That's that's wild, man. It's pretty clear that that card's being more harshly graded. It, it's <laughs> it truly is mind blowing. Uh, these numbers now, once again, uh, the other Trevor Lawrence is just on a quick glance seem to Jim about the same as in Jim PSA 10 about the same as uh, the other players, but it is interesting that this one card, right? Base prism pop count of four. So if you are holding on to one of those, this makes you feel wonderful about your life right now. Very, very interesting stuff. So let us know what you think down below. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So right now the Trey Lance base prism with a much higher pop, count on his PSA 10 is going for a trend of around 300 to $330. Whereas Trevor Lawrence, we know is going for a little bit less. And he's actually, uh, let's look at the the base prison. We got to actually like uh, go down and to, to dig and find it here because the, uh, the pop, the pop report on it is so low. So let me just see if I can find prism. We had it pulled up. Let me see if I can find it. There it is. All right, so the average is about the same as the Trey Lance. The average is 310. There's been a low of $75. Oh, but that, that's actually a nominee. So there's actually only been two transactions. One was an auction that ended the 21st, nine days ago, and the other one was a buy it now sold for $400 because it's the only one on eBay. It's probably, it probably was an eBay 101 if the pop report is truly only four, you know? That's a steal, whoever got that for $400, knowing that those pop reports are what they are. So very, very interesting stuff. So um, I could see a lot of people having a bunch of conspiracy theories, right? Because there's a lot of people out there talking about pop control, and they're wanting to grade things more harshly. Well, if that were true, wouldn't that be the case for all Trevor Lawrence PSA 10s? It's not really – the case right i as you talked about earlier there's a lot of donruss um psa 10s of the trevor lawrence card so um you, you know one thing i i would want to look at really quickly is if the trevor lawrence silver is uh is is about the same let me see if i can pull that up really quickly um yeah and, and the other important thing to look at if you're looking at the silver is the difference between the variation. So there's two variations of that silver and they seem to have a very similar, just overall eBay population. Um, and, and we know the variation was a short print variation. That was supposed to be a, a hanger exclusive, a hanger box exclusive. And that's why the hanger box is still today resell for about the same as the, the, um, the, the blaster boxes. So, it's that that's another very interesting observation to figure out um, if if those populations are wildly different or what the the pop report is on that. So let's see here. If you go to uh, PSACard.com, not sure why they're the direct link. Okay, football cards pop report. There's the Trevor Lawrence. Let's search. So Trevor Lawrence, Blue, Disco, like the Disco, for example, 
has had 37 submitted 10 10 10s you know 15 nines that's the the no huddle two submitted one one nine one eight okay not not a big sample size there um the there there's your red ice there's a red ice that's had 43 submitted 12 10s 29s okay so that's kind of low wow all right here you go here you go carter 78 silver prism submitted for trevor lawrence five tens that's it only five tens 36 nines 29 eights that's crazy so almost not quite almost as many graded silver prisms but more psa tens than the base because you would think that the silver would be more harshly graded in theory right but it's still very low though it's still that very great when we see most ultra modern cards have about a 50 percent gem gem mint 10 rate that's what you saw with those other guys here's another one autograph red wave 20 submitted only three tens whereas you get 11 nines three eights two sevens one six like whoa you know so what we want you guys to do because i think a lot of our viewers and listeners andy are going to go and do a lot of pop report comparisons right um y'all feel free to do it let us know what you guys think about the pop reports because there are six rookie quarterbacks in this class 2021 a lot of cards are still yet to be graded a lot are probably still sitting at psa um maybe psa gets a hold of this video and they're like okay we got a course correct we got to put some more trevor lawrence PSA 10s out there. Um, there's a lot of speculation that they do factor in pop control when they're grading the card, which then makes it a little bit more murky and even more subjective as far as uh, what I think about this card and how pristine it is. So, you know, a lot of people would say, look, that shouldn't have any effect. The card grade is the card grade, right? And look, you there everybody's got their own psa stories right uh this was an sgc6 i cracked it and now it's a psa 9 or 10 or whatever there's everybody's got their own version of a story that is very 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 interesting now let us know what you think down below is your mind blown are you shocked by that are we overreacting to that let us know now play of the week andy i'm gonna make one really quickly here and this one just seems plainly obvious here but I know I, I come off as like uh, sell this guy during the hype cycle, but it's true. Like this is one of the golden cycles, right? You have this, you got the lead up to the Super Bowl, you got the lead up to the NFL draft. Those are three of the biggest, right? The Trey Lance stuff is very interesting, right? First off, his cards are absurd. We've not really even seen him play, but now Jimmy G signs back with the team and you know, this is just truth, even though it wasn't because of Jimmy G. That was made the Super Bowl with Jimmy G again. And he's got a lot of people in that locker room that back him. And this team is once again ready to win now. If Trey Lance struggles, there's going to be more of a push to put Jimmy G back out there and let Trey Lance sit the bench and allow him to develop. Uh, Trey Lance's preseason was... Mm, meh. Uh, I, I'll tell you this. I didn't see Burrow. I didn't see Herbert. That might be a little unfair, but 
We're talking about card prices that are in the thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. We're not talking about Burl Herbert range just yet, but I mean, Trey Lance cards are going for absurd values. The Jimmy G signing does change things for me as far as Trey Lance is concerned. So I, as far as play of the week, I would sell my Trey Lance cards right now. I don't have any, but that would be what I would do. Hmm. I like it. I think it's I think it's a smart move based on how hyped he is, how hyped up he is compared to the actual merit he has currently. You know, um, makes sense and diversify between some some more Hall of Famers right now because especially going into the season when all this focus is on these guys that are ramping up, getting these new opportunities, bigger workloads, stuff like that. You have a lot of uh, a focus taken away from the Hall of Famers, the guys that are are closer to their retirement or even retired, you know, but Hall of Famers. Um, right. My, my play of the week is going to be a guy that looks to be traded here really soon. He's a really good backup running back right now for the uh, Minnesota Vikings, one of the best handcuffs in the league, Alexander Madison. And, uh, I mean, just incredible running back whenever Dalvin Cook has been out. And he was he finishes the RB7, RB6, RB8, and RB13 every time Dalvin Cook missed a game last year. So I look at him as an incredible running back talent that is potentially going to be traded here. We know he's in his final rookie contract year with the Vikings. Uh, looks like the Vikings have also been shedding a lot of dead weight. And Alexander Madison can fetch a pretty penny right now with another team that he can go into, may become more of, a, uh, more of an RB1, right? Uh, it looks like the Texans are getting ready to drop Marlon Mack, so maybe they're maybe they're a candidate. Uh, but we also know that there's there's a lot of other teams in the league, like Miami Dolphins, for example. They they're in the market for some more running back depth. They let Sonny Michelle go, so um, I think the Alexander Madison cards could go up a lot. I'm seeing some sold transaction from where they were at, like the silver prism autograph cards, the pink purple prism autograph cards that were going for under 20. And now today I look and I see, okay, there's a lot of buy now transactions already going, you know, people, people are buying, man. People are buying. They're really sensitive to these cuts, these new signings guy like this, getting a starting opportunity. So I still, I'm still seeing auctions though that are ending. And that is like the ultimate strategy to target these cards in auction. Like if you were targeting Carter's card on Saturday in auction, you get that thing super <laughs> undervalued. You turn around, you list it in a buy it now and just sit on it and wait for someone to come in, got to have it and they buy it, you know? So I think you could do that with some auctions I'm seeing right now, ending for Alexander Madison here tonight, tomorrow, this week and uh, target those. Those so that would be my buy of the week. I actually wrote him up last week, but I still think I think it's important that we double down on him right now. I think he's gonna get an RB role somewhere. I love it, man. Well, once again, get in the comment section down below. Let us know. Once again, this episode was a little bit different than our normal ones. And we'll see you. Football cards, okay? Patreon.com slash football cards is where you can join the Discord and you can talk to Andy and I one-on-one and really been enjoying doing those and we'll talk to you soon baby peace peace showtime (laughs) Ah, ah, ah. what's up baby what's up man i'm just mm, 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 mm. it's a very exciting time to be a football fan a lot, a lot of stuff going on, man. Tweets are flying off the shelves on the on the cuts and the releases, and uh, the football card uh, notifications from eBay are popping. 
You're gonna have to carry me today, man. I'm half asleep. I couldn't go to bed last night. Um, it, it's it's because like when I go to bed knowing that I didn't complete all my tasks for that day, I uh, I just can't stay up. I mean, I just stay up all night, and then my my uh-huh. knee. I'm getting old. Every time I run, I get a little arthritis in my knee or soreness in my knee. And so I was bothering me and. Uh, and yeah, I was thinking about football cards as well. Um, I, I sold the uh, the Baker Mayfield that RPA. Ooh. Yeah, it's it's strange how all that works, right? You go to a card show, and my one of my favorite cards in my collection was the Jerry Rice rookie PSA eight, and it's just so strange that I traded that card. For a Baker Mayfield RPA. Now, once again, the Jerry Rice card wasn't autographed, but it was still his rookie, iconic rookie, right? And it's Jerry Rice for Baker Mayfield, the absolute best player at his position. And another guy who you, you know, uh, wouldn't even consider good at his position, right? And um, and the funny thing about it was it, it's, it's sold – slightly more than what the Jerry Rice is going for now. And the guy had a few extra, had an extra card in the trade as well that I got out of it. A, um, a numbered Chris Paul game worn Jersey card. I haven't checked the comps on that. So, I mean, the trade was pretty much even like, I mean, he might just want to hold on to that forever and the Jerry Rice card go back up, but it's kind of crazy, right? I was like, okay, I know the Baker Mayfield market, is going to get hot and you know this trade happened like months ago but it still felt so freaking bizarre i remember uh paul hickey being on there and i think i referenced this trade in like uh an episode i know you and i've talked about it and it's just nuts it's absolutely nuts like how much kind of like what lou janu was talking with us how much like the quarterbacks just really just run all of it and i know jerry rice is retired and he's not playing and there's a ton of PSA eights and you know, there's so many printed copies of that card and there's so many PSA slabs in that card. Um, and an eight's a pretty good grade for that card, but it's still just, still just mind boggling. Like the, how those things actually work. It is man. Little, little mind boggling, but it makes sense when you think about it because it's so closely correlated with that MVP race. It's basically like, I feel like whatever team is 3-0, and even if the quarterback's playing decent, they're going to be like, oh, is this guy going to win the MVP this year? You know, the huh? quarterback. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's kind of crazy, though. Like, Baker's cards, I think, could even go up even more than what they are yeah. right now. And people that predicted sure. it, um, like you and I talked about, I was like, oh, when I went to that show, I was like, I'm going to make a trade for a Baker card. And the funny thing about it was I didn't examine the Baker card all that well. Um, it was sealed, but it wasn't the best copy, if you will. Um, it's still just crazy. It's still just nuts how that stuff works. I think Drew's very interesting, right? Because, you know, like if you go – like I think historically you'll talk – and Drew was a better quarterback than this guy, but you'll talk Drew. you'll talk about Drew Brees the same way you'll talk about Fran Tarkenton like three decades from now. Like the way we talk about Fran Tarkenton now is the same way we'll talk about Drew Brees, right? 
iconic quarterback who's going to be remembered, but is he in the upper, upper echelon tier of, of quarterbacks? Probably not. Probably not like top five quarterbacks of all time. You could make a case, uh, but yeah, I, I think, you know, the same way we view maybe uh, yeah, maybe the New Orleans connection here, but the same way we'll, we'll view like a Chris Paul in the NBA uh, will be the same way that we'll view like Drew Brees. Like one of the best of all time. Is he in the upper, upper echelon tier? No, but is he in the top 20 or so at their position, 15 or 10 in the, so at their position? Yeah, Chris Paul definitely is that and Drew Brees as well. So uh, I think he's like the perfect kind of like Hall of Famer because he is kind of just recently retired. He's not inducted into the Hall of Fame. There hadn't been a Drew Brees documentary done or anything like that. That is unfreaking real that this card is already it's already at five thousand four hundred dollars. A non a non player worn. And that's not even his good signature. And I'm not a huge fan of like this checkerboard kind of prism card. Because you can't really read what's on it. I just think it's kind of, there's so many more aesthetically pleasing Jamar cards out there. It is just insane how big his market is. Insane. I found it. I found it. Yeah, 24 bids, 108 watchers. Why this one though? What am I what am I missing here? I'm serious. What what am I missing? It's a one of one factor here, man. It's the fact uh it's got a it's got a lot of things. It's checking a lot of boxes. But the the patch is, you know, it's just a patch. It's just an NFL shield logo. That's actually half covered up, which kind of looks a little tacky to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't I'm not crazy on horizontal formatted cards just because when you get that slabbed up, there's not a good way to really display it. <laughs> you know, exactly. man. And then you got part of that NFL patch covered up. It's not really probably barely ever touched Jamar Chase, maybe. <laughs> and uh, only thing you got going, though, X-Fractor design, rookie card logo, one of one. It's got his draft capital right there at the top right, which is pretty cool. But that sticker auto leaves a lot to be desired because, you, like a, you said, his old signatures are way better. Dude, his old signature is iconic. That, yeah. uh, the, the gold one-of-one one vinyl rated rookie is way better than that. And that one surfaced. I'm trying to remember. Uh, I'm just going to go look at 2021 Jamar Chase Auto. And then look at sold and then filter by uh, highest. And I bet you that we'll find something that's gone for a lot less. Like uh, the one of one platinum bar the from Eminence. That one looks now that I don't know. So this one went for 12 grand. And, but it's got, a, it's got a literally a platinum bar in it. Man, I'm never going to be able to buy Jamar Chase. Point nine nine nine, so one troy ounce of fine platinum on card auto. There's the full Jamar Chase signature. Now that card is incredible. One of one, you can see it right there over his left knee. Rookie card logo. Yeah, I like that card. Twelve G's. 
72 bids. That's very high for a wide receiver. <laughs> I just hate that my, you know, my two wide receivers are uh, the two best wide receivers in the league right now, or at least the two best young, young ones. Um, man, this is just insane. 6K, 6K. It's unreal. Un-freaking-real. So, yeah, let's let's do it for comparison. And I think a lot of this is, you know, second year versus third year. Plus, he's got Joe Burrow versus Justin Jefferson with Kirk Cousins. I'm curious to see. And and, and maybe that uh, Justin Jefferson's going to have to make a more of a, a, a win streak. He, he's going to have to get more of more on a win streak, more of a playoff appearance before his values get to what Jamar Chase's are, even though Jefferson can easily outproduce Chase this season just because less target competition and throwing the ball more. Like the Vikings defense looks pretty weak on paper. Uh, I think they're going to be in a lot of situations where they're just going to have to air it out, you know? Jets, dude. Oh, so wait, you're doing a highest – wait, do a highest – yeah. Sold okay. Yeah. Sold here, and and so this only goes back ninety days. So yeah. This I mean, gets, yeah. Okay. Okay. So there's there's, but that's not as much, right? You can see this was twelve G's, but this was June twenty fourth. Whereas the Jamar twelve G's, this is like right now for Jamar. You know, this this was August eighth. This was August seventeenth. Ten G's. Ten G's, dude. Is that this wait? Was, what? Click that prism one right there. The black prism, number to ninety nine. So it, w- one bid for ten k a raw card sticker auto for this a wide receiver. This one's a little shady because it says only one bid, and maybe the guy had. That's weird. Yeah, this one's a little weird. That's not a sale. That's no. not that's not an authentic sale. No way. No way. This is numbered to 99. There's no way. Yeah, no way. No serial number match. Yeah. Nobody's paying 10,000 for that card. No. Okay, but here's August 21st. National Treasures, three color patch. I go 130 point, but I guarantee you that it went for at least uh, 67k or here's one that was just today. This one's today. Buy it now. Out of 99, two-color patch from NT, 7,500, bro. This is a legit transaction right here. 7,500. This is a legit transaction. Uh, There's my card right there. Scroll up a little bit. Uh, Right there, the Donruss one of one. There it is, right there. Um, um, this one? Yeah, that's that's oh, that's baby. that's been my favorite one of one auto right there. Uh huh. That I one's like the way these look. I'm taking that one all day, every day over that shield over any of them. Yeah, it's on card. I love the little vinyl record swirls in this card. I love that look. Ah man, sealed from Panini. I like the juke. He's like putting the juke on somebody right now too. Yeah. I like the picture and everything. Yeah, that card is sick. That's the card right there. Make an offer, Carter. 
You know what's interesting? So I saw the guy. Uh, you, you know who pulled that? Uh-uh. Who pulled this? Former uh, guest, Bazay. Get the out of here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he pulled this one. Wow. And you see that guy? I think that guy was just getting started in the hobby. You see like 26 feedback or whatever. Talk about a way to get started right there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Bazay pulled this one. And I Instantly shared it in hooked. the board. Uh, instantly hooked if you <laughs> that's the imagine. uh the 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 lucky lucky draw the break or, or you could be like me and get totally absolutely burned and not pull a single card from a break you know after you spend 150 dollars getting in or you could pull something like this <laughs> you want to know my biggest pet peeve with uh, numbered cards okay and this is going to get the most views in the history of our views, right? I think all numbered cards should be numbered on the front, not the back of the mm. card. I don't know if it's just way easier to number the back than the front because the back is going to have a more consistent, you know, feel to it from card to card, right? Uh, whereas a gold vinyl, the front of the card is going to feel different than just like a you know a cardboard card or whatever your basic card. I the only thing about that Jamar Chase one of one is that it was one of one on the back instead of the front. And for me, you see with the Eminence um, one, the Eminence one has one of one on the front. You see right there, mm-hmm. right below his knee. Um, I. Th- I and, and this is what this is what's really interesting about you know one of ones. Sometimes you know the one of one that aspect of the card, and more often than not, it is just with anybody. The one of one aspect is the single most important thing on the card, right? It's what makes it the card. I mean, the player does, the auto does, but you see, I that would look just so much cooler if that was just stamped on the front of the card instead of the back. Right. Um, And I, I, once again, I I don't know. uh, I don't know how much harder it is to, to do that, but I'm sure, you know, it doesn't have to be the prettiest stamp. I would prefer an uglier stamp that you can't really read on the front instead of it just being on the back. Yeah. Trey lights is so hyped up right now. Well, you know, and maybe we touch on the Jimmy G highest backup quarterback in the highest paid backup quarterback in the league. Now I, I'm curious what your opinion is on, on that. I've read a couple different opinions, like 49ers I, hedging their bets or are they just like I'm gonna, good with, with Jimmy? I'm going to get flamed here, but Jimmy, <laughs> G, Jimmy G's better than Tua. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, I'm gonna get flame. You, you know, Andy, you know me, right? Especially when it comes to the NFL, I, I have really strong takes, right? And I stand by them. I'm, I, and look, the, the truth here is, a lot of people have made money on Tua, right? A lot of people, if you bought Tua, uh, like I've said, if if you buy him, sell him now. That, and and I've always said this. I'm I'm not anti Tua. I like him personally. He just isn't that good of a quarterback. But if you bought him, you've made good money. There's nothing like you know making a, a few nice sales, and 
you know, make it a play that, that ended up being right. That sounded radical, but ended up being right. I, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, I used to not get this rush, but I get a rush now from selling a card. Yeah. Uh, uh, especially after my TJ Watt mistake. That's, I, I forgot about that. <laughs> you always oh, man. I told you. And then we could, we could parlay that with the comments from that video where people were, a lot of people were saying, I'm with Andy. I do buy it nows and stuff. And they were agreeing that yeah. ending your auction week one was probably the, the smart thing to do. I just bought myself a 2022 Panini Legacy Hobby Box because the price was uh, only $160 and you're guaranteed two autograph cards plus some other stuff. And I've seen those as the most liquid card for 2022 rookies based on resale value and sold volume. Um, because that's where a lot of my focus is right now because I see that as, as where most of the focuses and where you can see the largest spikes in in resale value now it's probably going to change here once the season starts but that's always where it's there's so much there's so much money to be made every season during the season on rookies because a lot of rookies don't end up like catching on fire till this back half of the season like Traylon Burks is a perfect example you know and wow. I know he finally found Pater this past this past weekend Trevor Lawrence most sold card is the uh, the base Donruss, but if we look at the price point on that, that's uh, you know it's a lot lower. But I guess it's got the most probably the most comparable pop report from a PSA graded standpoint. But you know, there's just so many thousands more cards. I guess we should look at his base prism. Yeah, do do actually just do base prism for 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 Russ as well. Well, I I think we should stick with Chrome for Russ, but I think we should add in one more guy between okay. uh, between Russ and Trevor Lawrence. Um, to, to show, you know, to show how that hype changes. Oh, you, you know, you know, it'd be good. Oh, Dak. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one because. He's uh, he's definitely not where he uh, used to be. But uh, let me see. But he is. He's just good, man. He's on the biggest market in the NFL with a massive contract. And what's interesting is now, bingo, we're gonna do his prism because that it's his that is his most sold card in the past uh, thirty days. For Trevor, we'll do. It's only got a population of four. That's the only problem. His Trevor's uh, base prism. Wait, all, it's wait base prism PSA ten is only a pop four. Yeah, it's only a pop four. Think about it. The card's only been out uh, just a couple months. But there's not more than four PSA tens of an ultra modern. Yeah, but it's only been out a couple months. We got uh, forty PSA nines, forty PSA nines, four PSA tens, forty four eights. I, I mean, I do agree. Like, I hear a lot of people say PSA is way more selective now in tens, trying to do like a population control thing because they're getting so many more submissions now. They're trying to keep that PSA 10 um, like desirable, uh, covetable, if that's a word, you know, just like to where 
it's still something that people really have to work for to achieve. Um, so yeah, that's pretty interesting that, uh, pop four, let's check out what, uh, the Trey Lance base prism pop report is. And I, I trust the Jarrito's numbers on this. So pr- Trey Lance's PSA 10 pop on his base prism is 55, 53 for his nine, eight. That for is, his wait, wait, hold on. Hold on just a second. Hold on just a second. I'm going to go to PSA pop report and, and yeah, no, you, I mean, this has to be confirmed. Yeah. It's gotta be confirmed. That, that can't, that, Andy, that can't be right. I'm starting to wonder if, if, yeah, if you're right, if maybe there's some kind of, there, there, there's gotta be dude. There's no way that there's only four Trevor Lawrence PSA tens. And I'm not, I'm not saying that against, you know, the service or whatever. I like it. But that that just can't because if that is yeah. actually true, look at the pop on Mac Jones, one hundred and seventy eight on his okay. PSA ten. So that's you, you, Andy. You're smarter than me. You know, yeah. you, you know that you know that day. Well, no, I don't know that I'm smarter than you, but I in this you are smarter than me. I don't think it, you're smarter than a lot of people. I meant to say yeah in the sense that it's got to be. It's got to be wrong. So let's look it up. All right, here we go. No, it's right. What? There's no way. There it is right there. Dude, there is no way. Are you sure that that is the base? Pull, pull, yeah. pull up. Pull, pull, well, then pull up the other ones in. Dude, yeah, that's this insane. is Prism. This is that's Prism. Ins- Dude, Andy, do you know how insane that is? Autograph Red Wave has a pop report of 11. Unless... Uh, okay. On the PSA 10. Unless something, um, it's pretty weird though. I'm not gonna lie, but it may. Uh, okay, so there's 108 total submitted base prism Trevor Lawrence cards. Out of 108, only four got tens, 42 nines, 47 eights, 11 sevens. Okay, so what we need to do is, and nothing against you know Jaritos because he's right. Pull up the official pop reports of Trey Lance. And and Mac Jones, right? The the two most comparable guys. Yeah, I mean, we may have uncovered something here. It could be. There's no. There's there's no way. There's no way that the numbers should be like that. There's no way. Well, it could be PSA uh, intentionally curving the because they know Trevor's the uh, number one overall draft pick. Maybe maybe it is. Uh, and that's my issue with grading, right? How many times have you seen me submit a card for grading? You know me better than never, me. never. I've done a I've done a group submission for one card as a part of a, a, a trade, uh, and my whole experience with grading is just not good. It's just not good. Just knowing like the games that you kind of have to play with with uh, the, the the grading companies. It's pretty big. This is pretty freaking. Big. It is, and it's so subjective. Like, right? They have a lot of new graders, and the new ownership, right? Yeah. And all right, so here's 2021 Prism. Let's just go to 2021 Prism. I'll I'll go down by set. We go to 2021 Prism here, and then I'll make sure I've got like you know a million results per page, and then I can just do a Control F and find. Yeah. 
uh, our guys. Yeah, I mean, there it is confirmed. Went directly by set, filtered down to Panini Prism. Trevor Lawrence base card only has four PSA 10s out of 108 submitted. And okay. Then we, and then we go Trey Lance. Because all the, all, the, all the results might not have showed up on this page. Yeah, well, I put 500 results per page. Yeah, but there's, you know, there's crazy. a thousand different. Okay. You know, chicken wing, green shimmer, east side, <laughs> x ray, wolverine prisms. There's all these different. All right. Trey Lance is not on the second page. What the heck, man? Dude, a lot of people submit this stuff, man. Oh, no, he is. I just had to retype it in. Okay. Massive difference in the pop report of Trey Lance. This is so 60. weird. 60! PSA 10s. Out of only an additional 20 submitted, Trevor Lawrence had 108. Trey Lance has 135. What is going on here? I'm going to take some snips and because this is No way! There's no way! There's no way! There's no way that that should be that crazy of a difference there's no freaking way unless every freaking trevor lawrence submitter ate a bucket of lemon pepper chicken wings covered in frank's red hot buffalo sauce and then put their fingers all over it before they submitted it unless there is a major chicken wing card conspiracy there is no reason no reason for those disparities none at all man i'm I agree. This is so weird. That is very interesting. So there have been 35 copies of the Trevor Lawrence base mosaic card that have been graded. Okay. That's it? 35. Uh, guess how many base have gemmed? Yes, say 10. Two? Four? 24 of the 35. Oh. So it might just be that they just uh, created Prism really hard for him. It could just be one of those things. Um, how many Prism Trevor Lawrence's were graded? Uh, see, I got back to my thing. I did a whole. I did a whole thing. I put it all on. Uh, yeah, so I was seeing that because I'm looking. I'm looking yeah. at all this. Check this out. So I put them all on one page. Trevor Lawrence, uh, 108 total, and only four tens. Four. That is so freaking crazy. <laughs> that is so wild to me. I don't. That's that's probably the one of the more bizarre ones I've seen as far as like. Uh... <laughs> yeah, Zach Wilson had 79, 27 tens. Davis Mills, 31 submitted, 2010s. <laughs> Jamar Chase, 41 submitted, 1710s. Um, Trey Lance, 135 submitted, 6010s. Justin Fields, 89 submitted, 5010s. Mac Jones, 321 submitted, 186.10s. I'm just trying to figure out if they were doing a pop control kind of thing on this what what's what's the what's the end game on it you know what i'm saying like why why would you just do it for prism it must be uh must be a printing issue with trevor lawrence in prism this year it might it might be
So I don't know. Did you see the error cards that uh, Ross put up in the Discord? Uh, one of one of those was a prism. Check this out, dude. This is insane. Before before I, this is a problem. This is probably the last tangent. You got to check this out. So he posted posted this up in the uh, card help hotline channel because he's never seen it. Okay, Patrick Peterson on the back. Yeah, yeah. Look who's on the front. Davis Mills, Orange Disco on the front. Patrick Peterson on the back. Huh? 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 And then he had one more. I forget who it was. Oh, it's it's a uh, Joey Bosa on the back. Pete Werner on the front. Orange Disco. Joey Bosa on the back. All right, I know we got a rock and roll. It's yeah, 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 well, we'll, we're, yeah. We're, we're on an hour of outtakes at this point. I, I know. Yeah, uh, I I really shouldn't have done this, but I found that to be very interesting. Uh, I know. Yeah, me too. We can we can pro- I can you know cut in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. Well, our mind just got blown. All right, but yeah, I'm ready whenever you are. Mind blowing. Huh? 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 All right, here we go.